I have been, uh, like, I've just been nothing but mental health head case all oh, day. I get it. Trust me, I get it. No, all about it. Yeah. What high freedom? Yes, <laughs> I realize I am. A You're sitting in the love place. I am sitting in the love place. Ah, you're gonna die. Quit it. What is God, I'm a fucking asshole. Oh shit, cat, you're a mess. <laughs> <You> cannot cat. <laughs> Meow. Yes, hi. You've been fed, you've got trees, now you've got love and go away. In fact, entirely sass. Right? Right, Jazzy Little Sausage? You? <laughs> before. <sighs> so, are we ready to go? I'm ready to go. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> Hi, kids. It's Candy Coated Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I don't like telephone poles. And here's my co host, RC and Stephanie. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm RC, and I'm really glad that I do not have a nut allergy. Ooh. And I'm Stephanie, and um, I hate the Oscars and the Golden Globes. <laughs> fair. That's, that, that's going to be a, a a hill that I'm going to die on today. Completely fair. I will. We will all die on this hill with you because we are talking about Hereditary this week. Spoilers. This, I know. Oh yes, we are going to spoil the fuck out of this again. If you have not watched it, go watch it now because. Spoilers. Because we don't always talk about something this recent, and this isn't even super recent. Right. I mean, but still, go watch this. Yes. Please do. You need to know what the hell is on Amazon Prime. It's included with Prime. I know that the vast majority of you have or have a login for somebody else's Prime. Yes. So. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Do it. So, uh, bring unto me the deets. All right. So, Hereditary, (laughs) uh, directed by Ari Aster. you might know him for Midsummer here in the past couple mm. months. I have not seen it yet. Need to. Yeah, I didn't Same get a piece. chance to see it. Um, starring the incomparable Tony Collette, Obviously. and I mean, it, she, she's Annie in the movie. But if you don't ho- know who Tony Collette is, then you are missing out on life. Yeah, right. you probably know her by her face, if not by her name. Yeah. Yes, Krampus. Yeah, she she has she become. Kind of like, for me anyway, kind of like a new horror icon. She's the nouveau horror scream queen. Yes. Yeah. I love her. Yes. She's just this whole new phase of, of scream horror goddess. You know, like she was in Velvet Buzzsaw that's on Netflix right I now. Um, my favorite besides Hereditary is um, Velvet Goldmine. Yeah. Mm. Love Velvet Goldmine. Yep. But... It, she kind of hit the scene with Muriel's wedding back in the day. Yep. Uh, uh, Connie and Carlo, which is a funny, so, see, funny little comedy. Too. That's 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, she's got gay cred. <laughs> We love her. Uh, Krampus, like uh, Bob said. And then, let's see. The next one I will talk about here is Alex Wolf, who Mm -hmm. plays Peter, her son. Most people would know him from the Jumanji movies. Yep. Um, The latest one. The latest one. He's in the next one, too, but that hasn't come out yet, of course. Right. Um, And the the Naked Brothers Band, which I think was a uh, a Nickelodeon Nickelodeon. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I rem- I don't know I have any th- many questions. I yeah. I have a ton of questions too, but I don't. Um, yeah, it was like mid two thousands. It was a while ago. Yeah, I just remember seeing it on my TV guide one day back in the day when it was on, and just being really concerned as yeah. to why it was called the Naked Brothers Band. Yeah. Um. So that's that. Then we have Gabriel Byrne. Ghost ship. Yes, Ghost Ship, as <laughs> some of you might know of that movie. Uh, <laughs> well, by now, hopefully. Yeah, uh, but he's also an extremely gifted and well-known actor. Uh, he was in Maniac on Netflix, if you caught that. Uh, he's in another one of my favorites, which favorites, is... Let me just rewind. He's in another one of my favorites, which is The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when we're talking Maniac, by the way, we're talking the series, not either of the slasher movies. Right? Yes, yes. The one with Emma Stone and Jonah Josh Hill. Gad. And... Oh, I thought, that, I thought it was Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill. They're interchangeable. They A little not. bit. <laughs> A little bit. Um, let's see. He was in Stigmata. Yeah. He was in The Man in the Iron Mask, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's get to Little Charlie. Little Charlie, her name is Millie Shapiro, mm-hmm. and this is her only movie right now. Yeah. Uh, she is, she, she has three credits on IMDb, but she is a Broadway girl. Uh, she got cast in the first, uh, the first children, all children cast, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, oh, off okay. Broadway. And then we have Anne Dowd, I had to put her in on this of course because she's Anne fucking Dowd right uh she's another one where you will know her face and you have seen her in a ton of crap but you may not know her name unless you watch The Handmaid's Tale she you know she is Aunt fucking Lydia Aunt fucking Lydia oh that bitch um I don't I don't I can't even list what I know her from I mean app pupils something I remember her from um She's been, she she's been in TV, The House Down, Notorious Betty Page. I um, love Notorious Betty Page. Marley and Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think you'd ever hear about Marley and Me on this podcast, did you, people? Mm, okay. About a horror movie. All right. right? Um, she was on Master of, of Sex for a second. Uh, the Leftovers. That's another big one mm, yeah. that people know her from. So, let's just jump into it. Sure. All right. Go for it. Let's do this. Annie Graham Mm -hmm. is a miniature artist who lives in Utah with her husband, Steve, and their 16-year-old son, Peter, and also their 13-year-old daughter, Charlie. At the funeral of her secretive mother, Ellen Lee, Annie delivers a eulogy explaining their fraught relationship. Steve is later informed that Ellen's grave has been desecrated while Annie thinks she sees an apparition of Ellen. 
Annie lies to Steve about attending a support group for the bereaved and reveals to the group that her family suffered from mental illness that resulted in their deaths and how Ellen was a significant figure in raising Charlie. That is a ton already. It is. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, first off, we have to discuss the fact that Charlie is handicapped. She's differently able. Yes. Um, we don't exactly know how. I don't think it's ever mentioned. It's, like, I mean, mm-mm. it's alluded to, but it's not like directly yeah. like this is what's going on. Right. It, it's kind of this odd cross between Down syndrome and autism. She's got a slightly bird-like face, which is more closely related to, oh, what is that thing? Word, uh, you had to say progeria. Like... Well, she has a slightly <laughs> bird-like face. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's like one of the first things that happens in the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I think of the, in the plot, we're already past it. Yeah, we probably are <laughs> at this we point. We definitely are. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's a little morbid, this one. A little bit, yeah. Okay. She makes little uh, figures out of pieces of animals. Yeah. Which, if my kid was doing that, I probably would have put it into it. Yeah. At some point. Depending on how it was done. How it was done like her, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if that was happening and I found out about it, I would probably bring the kid to a taxidermy class. That Yeah, that's totally fair. Sure. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've got an interest. Let's make it into it's something a, healthy. Yeah, it's weird. Let's, let's yeah. handle it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Without, like, you know beating the child because right, it's like because that's just going to hit them even more towards serial killer right <laughs> yeah but yeah she makes these little dolls and it's like part bird part toothpick part mm-hmm. piece of fabric part a stick she found in the yard part you know metal rebar yeah yeah you know, like just very weird creepy little dolls and it's yeah. like listen baby dr moreau <laughs> you're you're going to make a killing on the horror side of Etsy. You really oh, are yeah. in your life. But for right now. But for right now, we need to make sure that you're doing this right. Like wash your fucking hands. Seriously. Yeah. Like you're already a child, which means you're gross. It's just it's just a fact. Yeah. Very little petri dishes. Yes. They are. Uh, children are slimy. <laughs> they are. They have a film on them they quite do. often. They do. I don't get it. No. Like like Handle I know any that, toddler. I know that I had it too, and I like I we cannot them how. Babies are filthy, and nobody knows why. It's not even just babies. Right. I think back to some of the stuff I did when I was a kid, and I, I am repulsed really at too. myself. I know. But yes, same. Oh yes. my god, yeah. Like my my brother and me coming home. My my mom was in the hospital having my sister, and my aunt was watching us, and we came home pockets full of worms. Oh, pockets full of worms just because. And my aunt reaches in because she's like, oh, got to clean out the pockets. She's like, oh, gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> you know, um, when I taught, uh, when I, <laughs> I taught after school programs in um, South Central L.A. Mm-hmm. And the grossest thing I've ever seen oh, no. was, I think they were probably sixth grade-ish. Oh, the worst. Oh, yeah. And it was a pair of girls, and they were sharing a bag of Cheetos. I think they were Flaming Hot Cheetos. Okay. And they... 
they had gone to the bottom of the bag, and their wet hands had made a soup of saliva and Cheeto dust, and then they drank it. They both took a drink of it. And I... I've never been so close to vomiting in public right okay, than so, that moment anyway hereditary yeah. <laughs> no, so, all right so so people kiss and swap saliva all the time yet just straight up drinking it is nasty <laughs> I was horrified I, I was That's standing the there with yeah. my jaw on the floor and yeah. they looked at me like what's wrong with you you're the weird yeah I'm the creep <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god God. It's like, first of all, I'm going to go bathe in alcohol. Second of all, go to the principal. (laughs) Go to the school counselor. And also the nurse. Yeah. Because, you know, human saliva is full of disease. That's why we don't bite people, kids. That's why we don't. Well. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, back to the movie. So, (laughs) hereditary. One thing I wanted to talk about, like, moving beyond beyond Charlie, who is incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I hated the boy. Oh, you're supposed to. Yeah. Like. I didn't hate him as much as the Babadook kid. Yeah. That's a different kind of hate. That's a different kind of hate. True. That is a screaming child on an airplane kind of hate. I. Oh, man. Anyway, continue about Peter. I was so irritated with just the whole character. Even through the movie. Even after it's supposed to be like. Closer to the end of the movie. And this Mm -hmm. is not necessarily a spoiler, but it kind of is. We're going to spoil the fuck out of this. Right. Go for it. But we're not there yet in the plot. Yeah. But you are supposed to be more sympathetic towards him. A little bit. You are. Yes. Because he's trying to own his stuff later in the film. Trying. Sure. Well, he's he's going through his own. He's yeah. he's he's got a lot of shit in his head that he's right. trying to go through. So yes. you, you you try to feel a little sympathetic for him. And right. I. I'm not sure why I just hated him so much. My the only thing Is that it I the can the fact think that he looks of, adopted. No. <laughs> kind of does. Kinda but does. no. But I, I think it's that he is so, like, stereotypical teenage boy that I saw enough of myself in him, and I have come past where I was there, where I'm like, mm, yeah. fuck you and fuck past me, too. But by the way, <laughs> nothing wrong with adoption. Nothing wrong no. with being adopted. Oh, absolutely not. Just the fact that he did not look like he was Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne's kid. Getting to it, though. Definitely her kid because she says some things. Oh, she does. We'll get yeah. to that in a moment. Oh, she does. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, because this movie, movie goes is places. Heavy on the family drama. Yeah, I did not know what to go into with Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And like the I, name gives some things away. Right. A little, yeah. Um, but I was not prepared for the opening scene to be a dollhouse that turns into the actual. That was I can tell oh the miniature work in this movie is so amazing. And um just like the whole concept of that shot, like, you know, here's the dollhouse, and now you are in the story of this house. Right. It it was it's just it was a brilliant shot. Like, I, I, I fully expected expected them to play Melanie Martinez dollhouse over that shot. Oh, it was beautiful. Who who I love, who 
was accused of rape, and then the person that accused her said, no, fuck, it's a lie. Sorry. Publicity stunt on my part. So, Melanie Martinez oh, is no longer canceled. I didn't hear that second part. Yeah. That's good to know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to enjoy her music again. Uh, side note, Ari Aster says that this is not a horror movie. Sure, Jack. This He's is a liar. This is a family <laughs> drama. Girl, I swear to God. I believe you, but... (laughs) He said, after Midsummer came out... Believe the victim, right? Yeah, he (laughs) he said when Midsummer came out that that this is the last horror movie he was going to do, or the only horror movie he was going to do, that Hereditary was not a horror movie, it was a family drama. And I laughed (laughs) so hard. I laughed like a crazy person would laugh. Right. But the everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, but the, the fucking telephone pole, the telephone pole, oh the wire, the ants, the, the ants, ants, the seance, the, the fire, breathing, the, the breathing, the clicking, the <laughs> red light in the treehouse, the all of it. The, it's a the, fucking the horror movie. movie. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. And not only that, it's a fucking possession movie. Yeah. Uh, um, but. Ari. I knew I was in for some shit with this movie with that eulogy that she gives. Mm -hmm. It is the coldest eulogy I've ever heard. A hundred percent. Yeah. Legit. Just like, I didn't really know my mom. She didn't really want to be close to me at all. Mm -hmm. She loved my daughter. Yep. But fuck me. Right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happy funeral. Happy <laughs> funeral. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's... Nope, we're not going to do that on the air. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's issues. Uh, um, and then the support... Gr- Basically, anytime Tony Collette opens her mouth in this movie, she drops a bomb the likes of which you have not seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Like, I want to say which time, though. Right. Exactly. Every time <laughs> Every she time. opens her mouth, she Every says time. something crazy. She's oh, in that support group, and she's just like, oh, hi, everybody. Yeah, my mom just died. But, um, yeah, my brother was crazy, and he killed himself. And, um, you know, this and that. My daughter clicks her tongue and makes dead animal dolls and blah, 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 blah. And the whole support group just looking at her like, this is like should we yeah. call somebody the, yeah <laughs> the, yeah this is heavier than i'm sad yeah. <laughs> yeah this is this is not this is this is like grief comboed with info dump yeah that no one needed yeah i mean i get i mean because i know this is like one-on-one with a professional right <laughs> yeah yeah you need not laying on a couch <laughs> yeah talking like this um, I mean, I, I realize that I overshare. I do. I really do. I am not even going to lie about it. <laughs> but fuck me, lady. Yeah. God damn it. Um, and the breastfeeding. <clears throat> the fact that she allowed her mother, Charlie's grandmother, to breastfeed her. That there's pictures of it. Like, it's a happy family memory. Yeah. Um. There's... There's questions. <laughs> There's so many questions. Um, I love my mother. Mm-hmm. I love my mother. And, you know, she's kind of a very even-keeled person. Some people might think that she's a little, like, detached from mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, 
If I had a baby and she pulled that, I'd never speak to her again. No. <laughs> no, we. This is not that kind of family. No. 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 You, you will put your tit away and leave my child alone, and right. then leave my house forever. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Bye bye. Yep. 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 No. Uh, that's not going to happen. We, we can go on like this forever. Please continue with the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, to attend a party, Peter lies that he is going to a school event. And Annie forces him to take Charlie with him. Unsupervised, Charlie eats cake containing nuts, to which she is allergic, mm-hmm. and falls into anaphylactic shock. As Peter drives her to a hospital... Should we continue? Well, should... Yeah, well, I, I, I want to talk about her eating yeah. the fucking cake. Yeah. Because, like, you know how normal people eat cake? What with a fork? Yeah. <laughs> All goes out the window. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can say that I have had a fat kid moment and have picked up a chunk of cake and just yeah, eaten it like a piece of pizza. Sure. Like a brownie. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying I haven't. <laughs> but, what I, but what I am saying is, if I was at a party that I wasn't supposed to be at in the first place, probably going to grab one of the plastic forks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just paint the picture of this well, party well, for first a second. Let's paint the picture of, regardless of what was going to happen, that kid was going to get stoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless of if it was a party he got or stoned a school at event, school earlier. He did. So he knows where the bleachers are at, he knows where to sit. He's going to get high, regardless of where he's at. Right. So, you know, I swear to God, the, uh, the only thing missing here is alcoholism. Um, no, this kid was irresponsible as fuck. Oh, absolutely. Didn't want to take his sister, didn't care what she was doing. Didn't and just left her. her. Yeah. Like one of those three things is reasonable. Yeah. Right. And he just, he just left her in the, in the... In the kitchen. In the yeah. kitchen of this map. It's one of those parties that you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, this is a movie, but it's, it's got right. like, you know, you've got like 60 kids jammed into one single family home mm-hmm. and there's However, kegs. it's a huge family home. It is a very nice, huge family home, but she is in the, the, the eye of the hurricane of this party mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, I'll be back deuces oh all these older kids around you make some friends have some cake bye and stop being no i'm not gonna use that word stop being my weird little sister yeah that's what he wants stop because i didn't want to take you in the first place which is reasonable the yeah it's absolutely reasonable but he also lied to his mom he did right if he had told her i'm going to a party he wouldn't be there and neither would she right yeah um, I don't know. My mom would have let me go to the party. She would just say no drinking, or if you drink, or if you do drink, call me. Of course, my mom was not really all that responsible <laughs> in a lot of ways. My and, dad assumed that I was high off my ass for my entire like teenage life. Well, didn't um, you like have no privacy whatsoever at all? There's that. Yeah. Um, and also, I didn't have pot in any capacity until like a year ago hmm. so uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> like i don't know why he thought that i was high <laughs> off my ass all the time yeah. because i didn't drink till i was 21 right i've never smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. and do pot until a year ago like mm-hmm. come yeah. on man yeah <laughs> yeah oh, parents are fucking weird and paranoid my brother was dealing pot but he was the golden child so. of course 
Yeah. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. I'm sorry. And he was the younger one. Like, it, it's none of it makes sense. Wait. Um, just going back to the brother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. At this point, it is clear that he is a piece of shit, and so are all of his friends. Yeah. Because... Because they spend the a lot theme of, time of the movie getting high and talking shit about his sister. Exactly! The, the theme of the movie that's is that ex- everyone's terrible. Everyone's like, fucking <laughs> terrible. But, yeah, that's what I was going to go with. Your sister's weird, and she's drawing me. Oh, that's what I look like? Bitch! She's a little girl who's expressing a hobby. You need to shut your fucking face. Plus, have some fucking compassion, man. Yeah. Or at best, say nothing. Right. Yeah. I was mortified. I would would have instantly stood up and walked out Uh of the room. I'm like, I might not like my sister, but you... You don't get get to talk about my sister. I get to talk about my sister. You don't. Yeah. It's not how it works. But he's too worried about getting his dick wet and getting high. Yeah. So he keeps his mouth shut. And that's exactly what he was after. Mm-hmm. And then, of course. The only saving grace is that one half of that didn't happen. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Like, he oh, did get high. He did get high. <laughs> he got stupid high. As a giraffe's nuts. So, so yeah. Yeah. Nuts. In January. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. So... Charlie eats the cake, tried to deal with it on her own. Yeah. Which is surprising. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good, good for her. Because she, she didn't know what was happening to her, probably. Right. You know, so she she tried to handle it, and when she absolutely couldn't anymore, she went to him. Yeah. So as Peter drives her to a hospital, Charlie leans out the window for air. Because she can't breathe anymore. Because right? she can't breathe. Which we know, R.C. loves that. Yeah. My lungs didn't start panicking as soon as that happened. Oh, God. Mm. She leans out of the window for air and is decapitated by a telephone pole. I mean, it's gone. Yep. She doesn't break her neck. Nope. It doesn't dangle off her body. No. It's gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it is gone, gone. It is on the side of the road gathering ants. It is, ugh. It's, and it's because he was high. However... He was like, Charlie, get in the car. He does scoop her up. He carries her to the car. He's instantly in let's go mode. He's trying at this point to be a better person, although he's failing miserably. Yeah, until the telephone pole, at which point he's very much not trying anymore because of what happens next. At that point, he's not even trying to drive anymore. Yeah. So Um, what he he decides to do in his shocked state is um, leave the head. Uh, leave the corpse in the car, uh, drive home, mm-hmm. and go to bed. So his mom can discover the headless corpse in the morning. Because he's a shit person. Because he is an he's absolutely person shitty person. In shock. shock does have a factor. Sure. That. And that scene, when he wakes up. Oh my God. And all you hear is Tony Collette saying, oh, I'm going to go get some supplies at the store for work. Do you need anything? Okay, bye. And, and you hear the, the doors closing and opening and the scream. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind that he did not just drive his sister's head into a telephone pole. There was like something dead in the road that he would, he swerved to miss. Yeah. Yeah. So 
He didn't do it on purpose. No. We have to we have to be very clear that it was not on purpose. However, but there given, were a bunch of things that he could have done before that to make it were. not happen. There <laughs> were. Like reaching into the back seat and pulling his sister into the car. Or stopping the car instead of driving 90 miles an hour. Or not leaving her alone in the fucking party. Or just saying, Mom, I really don't want to take my sister. I'd like to go have you know some time as a teenager, please. Yes. You know, it's like, you can ask for that respectfully. I don't want to hang out with my siblings. Can I go somewhere by myself, please? I'm my own individual. I don't need to be your babysitter right now. Right. Yeah. You know, you be a dick that way. Yeah. I don't want to take my sister. You know, I realize that being forced to take your sister is a resentful thing. Yes. It is going to cause resentment. Yeah. Trust me, I know. That's what... One of five children. That That's what being a teenager is, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's constant resentment until you realize, hey, wait, this is the easiest I had it in my life yeah. ever. Now what the fuck am I doing? What is this nine to five bullshit? Right. <laughs> Like, you think you got it bad. You think you got it bad? Yeah. Hold on. Wait until adulthood hits you, yeah, baby. Adulthood is going to bed at nine and thinking, oh, this is nice. That's so nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eight hours of sleep. What? Really? What is that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the family goes to another funeral. Mm. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you do. Um, betcha that head wasn't at the funeral because it's eaten by ants on the side of the road. Yep. Well, I don't, it's never mentioned that they ever found it. Um, because it was taken at some point. Is it in the miniature? Does she put it in the miniature? miniature. Okay. I don't think she did. No, I think she does. Does she? Hmm. Listeners, write in so. and let us know. Yes. Please. <laughs> I have to check the email. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucked. The entire situation is just fucked. And, like, it doesn't go uphill from here. <laughs> no. no. So. It does not. <laughs> like, no. don't assume that this is rock bottom. Right. <laughs> no, right. man. Because we have hit the bedrock, but we have this drill. Yeah, we just... <laughs> We just broke ground, but we got a diamond tip on this drill. Uh, we are dinosaurs digging for oil. Yeah, we've got you know we've the, got that weird ship from the core. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a terrible movie. I love it. It's so bad. It's such a good time though. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good time though. Oh God, I saw the ad for what is it? The Matt, the new Matt Damon movie, where he's going to space. He just reason. did that. He had to. No, Why is he doing he has it again? To go rescue his dad, Tommy Lee Jones, out of, out of some sixteen-year mission, and he's married to Liv Tyler. And I'm like, Liv Tyler, you need to stop fucking astronauts. Is what you need to do because twice now, in movies, <laughs> yeah, dude, twice now, you've married the dude that has to be sent on the like suicide mission to space. Quit doing that. Get and that life insurance them, money, girl. Don't listen right? to him. Right, and one of them was Matt's best friend in right. real life. Like, come right. on. So now get that money. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Liv Tyler. I do. <laughs> I do. She was just absolutely. She was the epitome of ethereal in Lord of the Rings. I love her. She is. She's wonderful. But she, stop fucking astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So after this happens, Peter is 
plagued by uh, Charlie's presence around the house, mm-hmm. mainly clicking. Because she does this pop thing. Yeah. She does this pop thing with her tongue all the time. Especially when she's agitated. So he's hearing it all around the house and stuff. Um, also, and now I can't remember if it's... Uh, when he sees her in the corner. Yeah. And yeah. her head falls off and turns into a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That happens. Yeah, it does. Um... That's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it, it's actually, it's a, it's, it's a twist on a standard trope, though. Yeah. It's the pile of clothes in the corner that you yeah. think is a ghost. Yeah. You know? um, but he pulled it off really fucking well. Yeah. So, yes. It is chilling. Yep. The visuals in this film are chilling. Oh, and he goes from, like, normal stoner kid to absolute, like, deathbed heroin addict. and like. Oh, yeah. Full breakdown. I mean, to be fair, like. Yeah. You can see why. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and um, Alex Wolf, the actor, had to go to therapy after doing this movie. Really? He he went to therapy because he's like, I done got fucked up, guys. Yeah. I need some help. <laughs> I need some help to move past well, this. There's a lot of actors that get seriously into the method thing. Mm-hmm. Like Stanislavski method shit. Um, like Jonathan Winters. Yeah. Jonathan Winters went bug fuck after playing all of his characters. Like, he lived as his grandma. He's an older comedian. Okay. Um, did you ever watch reruns of Mork and Mindy? Yes. He was the kid. He was their child. Oh, okay. The one born from the egg. I don't remember his name. Yeah, but I remember he, his name. He lived as his grandma character for like a year. <whistles> yeah. He went off the deep end. And a lot of people are saying that this is what caused... Heath Ledger to kill himself. Right. Because he didn't get therapy mm. um, after playing the Joker, which is a rough part. Um, Mark Hamill refuses to let anyone watch him do the voiceovers for the Joker. Yeah. By the way, Mark Hamill is doing the, fr- the friggin' crossover event, the crisis event uh-huh. for CW as the Joker. What? Yep. Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so much bullshit to watch then. I know. I know. Just Aww. so I can hear his beautiful dulcet right. tones and they got brandon ralph and they got yeah. Linda carter i heard about that but i did not hear about mark hamill oh mark hamill that's so hilarious oh man so all right this fucking kid he's i mean obviously he's in the throes of guilt I mean, yeah what teenager isn't gonna feel like oh my god i just killed my sister yes. what the fuck am i gonna do and of course he doesn't talk about it with the family because the family is still dysfunctional as fuck and mm-hmm. also like this is one of the parts that was sympathetic and i hate Mm-hmm. But they really like blame him for all of it. And it's oh like, yeah. Listen, oh, she spends like a good ten minutes railing on him. About oh him. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, yeah. and like, it's gonna get sad. People are gonna blame him for it. And, sure. But she's like, you hurt, but you did it. Yeah. You know, I I don't think she was, like, trying to blame in a hurtful way, but she was hurt and it came out that way. Right. And she's like, this is something you did. Please take ownership of it because then we can move on from it. She was angry at the time. She had reason to be. She, did, she obviously <laughs> did because, you know, her daughter is dead. Right. You know, and her son, inadvertently or not, killed her. 
So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, going going back to what I was saying when we did us, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking about how Red's monologue um, about darkness and light next to the fireplace is a masterclass. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette at the dinner table railing on Peter is a fucking masterclass. Absolutely. Um, it. it that there are three. This is a little later in the film. It's a little later in the film, but we're kind of talking about that scene and about yeah. her blaming. So right. we're, let's just talk about it. Right. Um, you know, she. Well, fuck it. She's a miniature artist, right? Yep. So, as we kind of mentioned a minute ago, in order to deal with this trauma, she thinks it's a completely logical and normal and healthy and it's idea. Not, it's none of those things. No, it is not. But um, I can see why she would think that. Yeah, because um, she's fucking nuts like the rest of her family. Yeah. But she, she's um, building a miniature of the accident. Yes. And her husband comes up and sees it and is like, what in the ever-loving hell are you doing? And she... 100% does not understand why he's upset. Right. Can't figure it out for the life of her. Goes down to have dinner because that's what he came up for. He's like, you want to fucking eat? Let's eat. Mm-hmm. And what un- unfolds is real. Like I said, it's a fucking masterclass in acting because she goes from being completely shut down and mm-hmm. trying to act like everything is okay to completely unleashing on the slack-jawed mook of a son she has. Mm-hmm. Face on your face. That fucking face on your face. Um, and then sitting back down and picking at her food again, like she didn't just have a complete meltdown. Right. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's beautiful and terrifying. Yeah. There are there are very few pieces of cinema that... It, it, it's been brought up on the show. Mm-hmm. That when I'm watching a movie, I typically am not only watching a movie. Right. I'm usually watching a movie on one monitor and probably doing something else. Mm-hmm. There are very few moments in cinema, um, outside of a movie theater where you don't really have the option of doing it, um, at least not if you're courteous, mm. um, that shut down everything else and just make me stop and envelop me. Yep. Like the scene at the dinner table. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's it's gripping. Yes. yes. Because you know that they're all dealing with their grief in their own very unhealthy way. Yes. Except for the father. Oh, we, we haven't covered the fact that the father is a fucking therapist. He is. Yep. Let's just throw that into the mix of discussion. But I, yeah. I don't think the father is dealing with it in a healthy way because for the most part, he's not really talking about it unless he's yelling at the other people for not dealing with it in a right. healthy way. Yeah. He's right when he says that. He is. But, <laughs> but he's, he's not doing dick not about helping. it. Yeah. yeah. He's not helping. But that's also that situation where it's like, okay, I may be a therapist, but I, I am too close to this. Yeah. Right. So... You know, you have to take that into account. So, yeah, he he's not dealing with it entirely healthily either. Right. But you're you're taking this woman who, in the space of a week, has lost both her mother, whom she was not close with but still loved, and her daughter, 
whom she was close with, but the daughter loved grandma more. Right. So you've got all of these emotions at once. She's like, I love my daughter, you know, and you with your face on your face took her from me and my mother took her from me. So she, it's like, she's never had this daughter except to be, you know, disciplinarian mom, Mm. you know, but now she's dealing with the loss of this daughter that she loved, but she never got the love back from. So there's all this weird layer shit going on. Yeah. It's, it's a clusterfuck because clearly the son wanted the love from his mom Mm -hmm. and never got it. Like Charlie got it, but Charlie didn't want it. She wanted it from her grandmother and grandmother gave a fuck more about her granddaughter than she did about her grandson or her own daughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is the worst kind of I am my own grandpa that you have ever (laughs) seen. It's fucking weird. Um, But yeah, she just, she goes from this calm. I don't even remember what he asked. I don't remember what he asked. Um, But she goes from this calm. I'm just going to eat my dinner thing to this. (laughs) Have to keep this stupid body alive. Right. I have to do what the fucking minimum here. Fine. This water shit that I have to drink. Um, that just leaves my body eventually anyway. What is up with that? Um, but she goes from that place to you killed my fucking daughter and I'm pissed and I'm trying not to be pissed about it because I know it's not your fault, but it is. But at the same time, fuck you. Right. And you're not behaving the way I feel you should be behaving. Right. Regarding this situation. Exactly. And yeah. then, oh, right, salad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. This, oh, look. This, this sustenance that I have to feed this physical form. Fine. But yeah, it, it's... It's this kind of nuance that caused people to say that this is not a horror film. Including the director. Those people are wrong. Those people Extremely are wrong. Like, wrong. As somebody who has lived a, not the same, but similar enough situation, mm. like, this is a horror movie. Yeah. My life was a horror movie. Yeah. This is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you have to call the police on the dude beating up your mom, that's fun, too. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you know... If anything, I hope that this movie makes people feel better about their dysfunctional family. I hope that it gives people hope. You mm. know, like my Why? my childhood was fucked, but it wasn't fucked like this. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Develop some empathy. <laughs> Continue with the plot, please, Stephanie. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, going back to the whole council group therapy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie goes, but she doesn't go inside. Right. She sits outside and does, decides not to do it. Um, but she's befriended by a support group member named Joan. And she tells Joan how she used to sleepwalk and recounts an incident in which she woke up in Peter's bedroom to find herself, Peter and Charlie covered in paint thinner with a lit match in her hand. Because mm-hmm. that's... Something you would tell to a complete stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just no. That everyone involved should have gone to. Th- yeah, dude. Like I, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like Annie married a therapist because she was like, if I marry a therapist, then I'll like through osmosis, Failed. I will, I'll, I'll heal as opposed to actually going and seeing someone about right. the shit that yeah. is going on in her head, sleepwalking and dousing your children in paint thinner with a match in her hand. I, I, if I did that, I don't know if I would even want to be around my children. I'd be like, I am a danger to my children. Yeah, no, I should like, probably deuce out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, deuce out. Um, get yourself into an asylum. Exactly. I mean, like check yourself in forever. Yeah. Because I would I mean, go until they can figure out what the fuck is wrong and fix it. Right. Away. Yeah. And it's definitely not something that I would tell a total stranger in a parking lot. Right. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. There, there are some deep dark, se- deep dark secrets that just do not need to be brought up. Right. At all. Hey, I tried to set my family on fire. Oh, that's nice. Shut up. <sighs> Shut up. God. Uh, continue. <sighs> so, um, this is a little jarbled, garbled, but, um, let's just fast forward in terms of this uh, relationship with Annie and Joan. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan's basically like, well, I'm here if you want to talk. If you don't want to go in, you're fine. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, and they meet up in a par- another parking lot yeah. on a random sunny day. Yeah. And uh, Joan is just happy as a clam. Right. Because she talked to her dead son. Mm-hmm. In a it's seance. Real. Oh, my God, it's real. Don't look at me. Yeah. I know what that smile means. Stop it. It's real. <laughs> right. Um, so Annie goes over to Joan's house to check this out. Takes a look at the welcome mat. It's an interesting welcome mat. Mm-hmm. And she goes in and Joan delivers. She delivers communication from her dead son. Mm-hmm. And Annie breaks down. Yep. Goes flying out the door. Oh, yeah. Just Um, out the window. Yeah, dude. But Joan's like, before he go, you know, like, just this is what you got to do. If you're going to do this, you Uh know, you you need to do X, Y, Z. Yep. Smash cut in in conversation here. Mm, Right. Wakes up her family in the dead of night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely frantic because she's talking to charlie downstairs and we all need to hold hands and we need to have this conversation now now wait a minute this is after the dream where she told her kid her her yes let's cover that let's cover that so she um annie walks into peter's bedroom wakes him up um because she is screaming yeah um at the foot of his bed and he's like mom what what the fuck are you doing, more or less? Mm-mm. And uh, she doesn't know. And then, really matter of fact, I never wanted to have you. You. And as soon as it's out of her mouth, she's horrified at herself. So at least there's that. Yeah, yeah. there is that. <laughs> at least there's that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're soaking wet. And then all of a sudden, they're on fire. Mm-hmm. And she actually wakes up. Yeah. This was all a dream. It's a dream within a dream. 
It's a dream within a dream. Um, but truth be told, she didn't want to have her first kid. No, she didn't. No, no, she didn't. She was young and blah, 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 da, da, da. Thank God she didn't say that in reality. Right. Um, she came close at that dinner table. She really she did. Real close. Fucking so close. fucking close. Ooh. Oh, God. But yeah, so, you know, she's got all of this on her mind. And now she's got a means of talking to Charlie. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So she drags the family down there and the husband is not having it. And neither is Peter. And this is the moment. This is my sympathetic moment. Mm -hmm. This is when I finally start to feel sympathy for him because he just full breaks down. He's like, I can't handle this. I can't handle this Mm -hmm. right now. It's too much. Right. Mm -hmm. And it kind of snaps Annie out of it. Um, What makes him do that, though, is that Annie starts talking in Charlie's voice Mm -hmm. and saying, where am I? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Where is my mom? Blah, 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 blah. Right. The, and so she Annie comes out of this trance or whatever she's in mm-hmm. to see her husband beyond infuriated with her. Oh, he woke her up with a vase full of water. Yeah. And her son having a full mental breakdown. Yeah. Complete. Because it, it's a combination of things. Because first, he's hearing his sister's voice. Second, there is what's arguably proof of the supernatural here. Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, did you guys feel that? You know, he's feeling, you know, like she yeah. did at, at, at um, Jones? Jones. Jones. You know, you know the, those breaths yeah. behind you and, mm-hmm. and feeling that presence. And mm-hmm. he's asking, didn't you feel the air just shift yeah you know it you know because the father is not having any of this he's right. not believing it right until shit happens the voice the, glass. the voice he's yeah. checking for wires yeah and, you know but he he's starting to get it and then the voice and then okay this is all right we got to stop you're breaking shit you gotta stop this is quite possibly my favorite film adaptation of a seance in any movie mm-hmm. I have ever seen. Certainly That's the most fair. Realistic. I mean, as, as seances go. Right. You know, it, it's just, it's very simplistic. It's like, okay, move the glass if you're here and here's this thing right in it. Talk to me. You know, and then we got actual possession mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Um, and so... As this progresses beyond this seance, mm-hmm. Annie suspects that Charlie's spirit is not great or it's not Charlie. It's something else pretending to be Charlie or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So she has a convo with her husband who is not having it. He is so at the end of his rope with her at this point. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you have to have a connection Point, and it's this sketchbook and I need you to throw it into the fire. Or am I jumping? You're jumping a little bit. I'm jumping because, a little bit. Because she before throws, that happens. Yeah. Before it happens, Annie throws the sketchbook and herself into the fireplace mm-hmm. and her arm catches fire, even right. though she did not touch the fire. So the sketchbook clearly has a link to her. 
Mm-hmm. That if it is destroyed, so is she. Yeah. And then Peter, at school, sitting outside. Yes. Hearing Joni yelling across the street, I free you. Yeah. What? What the fuck? And then he goes back into class. Where I believe they spend the majority of time in like his English class where they're talking about hubris and the yeah. classics. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that. So he, he, there's already, you know, things like that in his head. But then just it's like he, he has, has an episode. Stroke. Yeah. Yeah. He raises his hand. His, his hand is jittery jittery and malformed and then his face like one side is slack yeah yeah you know and then he just slams his face oh my god into the desk like twice and then just screams yeah screams and screams and screams and screams but this is also after another episode where he was sitting in a different class and saw his reflection in a, in a cabinet. Yeah. Smiling at him. Yeah. No, and, thank you. Yeah. So he's being haunted at school. You know, but this, the, the last one was. Yeah. 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 And they get him home and the father's just like, fuck all of this. Yeah. I'm done. Get his legs. That's what, that's what yeah, I get need his her. legs. And then she asks him. She she tells him, "This is the notebook is doing this. Something yeah, is doing this. You need to help me." Yeah. Um. So going back to her first throwing the notebook in. Mm-hmm. Um. She decides to go see Joan again. Mm-hmm. Um. Joan is not home. Because assumedly she is out yelling. I release you (laughs) across the street at Peter. Um, Because you don't, uh, you know, of course, Annie doesn't get access to the apartment, but the audience does. And you see a crazy ritual on the kitchen table with Peter's picture and candles and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to this here. Annie notices that Joan's welcome mat resembles her mother's craft work because she goes upstairs and she's looking through her mother's stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she finds a photo album Mm -hmm. linking Joan to Annie's mom. And two welcome mats that are done in the same exact style as Joni's. Yep. For the girls. Yep. Not for Peter. There isn't one for Peter. Mm -hmm. Why isn't there one for Peter? Um, but basically, she looks through this photo album, looks through all this stuff, and she realizes that her mother um, had a, a book about a demon named Payment, mm-hmm. who is the king of hell and wants to walk the earth in a human body. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his, that's his thing. That's what he wants. Um, so... She figures this out. She also figure, finds pictures of Ellen clearly in some sort of cult yeah. mm-hmm. party of yeah. some sort where she is being blessed, anointed, something. Married. Married, whatever it is. Um, and Joni seems to be like right up there, secondhand guy for it. Mm-hmm. Um, she also then finds... Hmm. Her mother's decapitated body rotting in the attic. Yeah. 
Because there's been a funny smell in the house. And what was it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, dead body. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just my mom's dead body that from the grave that was desecrated. Mm-hmm. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. Oh, and there's no head. Who knows what happened to the head? Right. Ants. Yeah. <laughs> Ants. Ants are gross. We had to like get new traps because like the stuff we were using was just like not getting those little ones anymore. Like, oh man. Ant traps. Ugh. Oh god, I hate ants. Ugh. I found so, some that are great. Somebody made. Reason combat. Seem to be doing fine. Somebody anyway. made a cake of Charlie's ant-ridden head. That's amazing. If I can That's find it again, nasty. I if I can find it again, I will send it to you guys. It looks so accurate. Uh, yeah, some of these cake people are insane. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my god! It it was, it was a thing, man. Step away from the fondant, kids. Yes, seriously. First off, fondant. Except is for nasty. you, Christine McConnell. Yes, you're. God bless you, Christine you. McConnell. But fondant is nasty. I will die angry that she's not getting any more on Netflix. Oh. I know. She started a new thing on YouTube, YouTube though. Yeah. yeah, she turned she turned a a fold out couch into a monster fold out couch, and, and that's that's the show. She literally you watch her just step by step tear this ugly ass seventies fold out couch into something that matches her decor. Nice, yeah. lovely, and, and it's beautiful. She's goals. I love her. She is goals. Um, all right. So, headless corpse in the attic. Yeah, headless corpse in the attic. So, that is when uh, the dad brings Peter home. This is all happening right at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, she comes out freaking out. But is it about Peter or is it about the headless corpse? We don't fucking know. A little both. A little both. And and we're at the peak of this roller coaster. Yeah, we're at the peak. We're about to dive real fast and real hard. Yeah. Um, so Annie pulls the husband aside, goes, yeah, I know, you know, Peter had a moment and um, his nose is broken and he, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I got to tell you this right now. There's a dead body upstairs and um, I think it has to do with this sketchbook and I need you to throw the sketchbook in the fire because I can't because, you know, um, well, I tried and I got lit on fire and the husband's just like, I can't. <laughs> I'm done. Any- I'm done. Seriously. I can't, can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is all insane. Oh, but I did go and look in the attic, and I'm pretty sure you took her home. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I you are the call one. I the police. Yeah. You are the one who desecrated the grave. You are the one who dragged your mom's body home, and for some reason, you took the head off of it. And some weird pet cemetery bullshit. Yeah. And what are you doing? Yeah. So, he won't do it. Um, so, Annie throws the book in. And Steve goes up. Yeah. He goes up yeah, like that magic like magician paper. In flash paper. Just whoosh. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, just you yeah. Instant change on her face. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That was amazing. Yes. Once again, fucking masterclass. Yes. Right? Um, yeah, she goes from full hysterics to completely deadpan. Right. Um, so Peter wakes up eventually in the evening-ish scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's a teenager. Yeah. Um, 
And who just had a massive head injury? A and massive. That's what everyone knows. Sleep oh. a concussion. Yes, yeah, sleep like, on right. a concussion. I mean, he was probably also on some kind of painkillers too. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Um, but yeah, he wakes up and he doesn't really know what's up. And the most terrifying scene for me happens because you're seeing him wake up and you're seeing him kind of like, oh god. Um, and in the corner. Naked old dude. It, no, no, that, no there's that. <laughs> there's that. But there's also his mother. Spider climbing the wall. Spider climbed up in the corner, just chilling out. Yep. And you can't breathe because you're just waiting for something to happen. And it feels like the longest scene in cinematic history. It absolutely does. <laughs> and it's like three seconds, right. but I swear it lasts eight and a half years. <laughs> you're just, oh you're waiting for her to spider monkey onto him. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for him to see her. You're waiting for all this kind of shit to go down. But you get nothing except old man cock. You get nothing. You <laughs> He walks out and you see her Spider walk across the ceiling uh-huh. in a That's way that house. would make Reagan jealous. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you want to, you want to talk about possessions, Reagan? You're laughable compared to this <laughs> shit right here. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> oh man, fuck off, possessed teenager. Fuck. Lose. You get nothing. Um. <laughs> so yes. He goes downstairs and he finds his father's burned body, mm-hmm. charred to a crisp. Still smoking. Still smoking. And then you see a pale, pale, smiling naked man. And it's the same dude that we didn't mention this earlier, was smiling at Charlie at the funeral of her grandmother. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Charlie is looking at her grandmother. In the casket, and then she looks up, and there is a dude just smiling at her like a creep. He is clothed in that. Scene. He, he is clothed, clothed yes. which makes it slightly less creepy, it's, but it's, not much. It's, it's better, but it's not by enough. No. Not by enough. Because he's also smiling at Peter here, and because he's naked, it's extra creepy. Although I will say he had nice junk. Yeah. It, it's yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, a penis is always going to look ridiculous. He should be proud. <laughs> He should be proud of his physique. Um, but no one wants to see that in this moment. No. No. <laughs> no. no. There's a time and place, dude. Yeah, time this is place. not the time or place, especially yeah. for Peter. Right? Um, Consent. Yeah. Yes. Also, minor. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Annie is now also fucking floating, spider walking, whatever the shit she's doing. Yeah. Um, she chases him upstairs, and he decides to go into the attic. Oh, my God. The headbanging. Oh, sweet. Jesus. Mother Jesus. Like okay. a fucking jackhammer. So he's up in the attic, and he he gets there and gets the, the trap door closed in time. Um, and then you just hear this pounding, yep. and he's freaking out. And he is, this is my other sympathetic moment for him. When he just, he's losing it, losing it, losing it. And he's just start saying, mommy, please stop. And he is, he is instantly like a Mm three-year-old child. Just like, mommy, please stop. You are my mother. You should not be doing this. I need you right now. I need to be able to run to you right now. And I am, you are, I'm running from you right Right. now. Um, And 
the shot changes to Annie's perspective, she is attached to the ceiling, pounding her head into the ceiling at a, such a rapid pace that it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fucking jackhammer. Yeah. And um, it, that is the creep. I mean, you may be creeped out by old dude and mom in the corner. I am creeped out by that shit. Yeah. That's like, what the no, fuck? That, that is the second worst moment for me, terrifying wise. Yeah. Just her back at an inhuman pace, just banging her head into that ceiling. Yeah. Um, so he's holed up in the attic. Mm Um, and, uh, (sighs) make it old people corner him in the attic. Yeah. Naked. Yeah. Now, now it's not just one smiling dude. It's a, it's a, a pack of naked old people Yep. all around him. And never trust anyone over fifty. You start to, you start to hear a noise. A pack of naked old people is called a wrinkle. Continue. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much right now. Oh my god. Okay. 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 So Peter starts hearing a noise and he looks up. Oh my God. The noise. Can we talk about the noise before we talk about what the noise is? Please go ahead. Oh my God. It's this horrifying, like grinding Mm -hmm. noise, which may not be the best word choice given the pack of naked old people, but (laughs) the the wrinkle, the the wrinkle wrinkle. of old people. Sorry. I set set a precedent. I need to stop it. But the grinding <laughs> yep. is, I don't know how to describe it without giving away what it is, because I don't want to until we're actually there. It is just a horrifying, butchering noise that, I feel that's close enough, uh, butchering noise that <laughs> you just, you want to get away from, yeah, but oh, at the same time, the you yeah. want to know what it is. And then we right. find out what it is. So Peter looks up and he discovers that Annie's found a way into the attic. Surprise! Yay, supernatural! Yeah, and she's levitating like you do. Mm-hmm. And um, she's sawing her own head off with piano wire, yeah. looking him dead in the eye. Unbroken iron. Unbroken. Doing it. Doing it just N- now. You. Now that we have let that bomb drop, you oh, want to continue you, with Peter? the sound? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish, I wish Andy were guest starring on this one because I right. want to talk about the sound design of the grind. Oh my God. <laughs> because it's gross. Take, it's like somebody put a microphone really, really close to like a serrated knife cutting into raw steak. Yeah. With the bone. with the bone in it, yeah, it is so perfect. It yeah. is disturbing. It's it's a hacksaw to meat. Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> yeah. I I I would love to hear the director like on a commentary or something discussing this film because okay. it, it, it. I just I have so much I want to know. Yeah, but right. after he says it's not a horror movie, I don't know if I want that. Frankly. I don't know if I want it either. I'm like, dude, you you used horrific elements to tell a family drama, and that's fine. It's still a horror movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's possession. There's death. There's a family drama. Right. <laughs> you know, it, sorry. Family <laughs> drama and horror can exist in the same universe. It's fine. Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre was a vacation movie. Baba Duck. I'm sorry. I even brought up Baba Duck. I hate Baba Duck. Thank you. I hate Baba Duck so you. much. I appreciate your opinion. I just do not agree. That's fine. That's, That's totally fine. fine. I just, oh man. Don't get me wrong. Sitting through the first half is like having my fingernails removed. Oh. The yeah. second half. I was much happier. I mean, that's, I was, that's I was, I was, yeah, I'm, I was much more okay after the first chunk of that movie, but where it's just a child screaming mm. for 45 minutes. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Mommy hasn't taken her medicine. Please, please stop screaming. Mm-mm. <laughs> and he doesn't. No, he does not. He doesn't stop. Nope. So yeah. Um, saws her own fucking head off. Yeah. Um, so We've got naked, we've got a wrinkle of naked people. We've got traumatized teenager. We've got dead dad downstairs. We've got mom currently killing herself floating above his head. And somehow not dead yet. Yeah. And somehow not dead yet. Um, she achieves her goal. Also floating. Yeah. Also, yeah, she's floating. <laughs> yeah. Achieves her goal of chopping her head off because that's a thing. Just it's like a theme. Starting. And then she goes faster. Yeah. And then she goes slower again. Right. Yeah. Just, oh, God. Ooh. Oh, okay. I love you, Tony Collette. Never do that to me again. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine if she shows up at nightmares? Oh, oh my God. God. I would die. I would oh, fucking die. Cry. She's in a new murder mystery with Daniel Craig and um, Captain oh. America dude uh chris, chris evans. evans and and jamie lee curtis yeah it's this murder mystery i'm so waiting to see it it's this you know scream queens meet i know yes but no it looks like it's gonna be so friggin' funny it's kind of like this you know southern half-baked hercule poirot thing it's like but it's this family that's all about like stabbing each other in the back mm-hmm. but one someone of actually gets stabbed in the back well, <laughs> Grandpa dies during his his 85th birthday party or whatever. And they're trying to figure out how and why. Oh, okay. So it's kind of clue-ish, kind of Hercule Poirot, kind of Agatha Christie. But it looks like it's going to be super funny because the the objective is like, you know, Southern Fried. It's Southern Fried Daniel Craig again. I'm down. (laughs) Um, Yep. I love me some Southern Fried Daniel Craig. (laughs) He is the best part of Logan Lucky. Uh, The best part. But like in in the trailer, one of the, the he's there with another detective, and the, the detective is like, "So, how is the party?" And she's like, "You mean the party where my Jamie Lee Curtis is answering this? You mean the party where my, my where my father died in the middle of it?" <laughs> I mean, other than that, it was great. <laughs> oh, Jamie! Chris Evans just eating Biscoff through the whole fucking trailer. Damn right, man! You're you're done being Captain America. I know. Eat them. Eat yep. them cookies. Game weight. It's totally fine. You can Please. be Chucky Chris Evans. It's totally fine. Yeah, dude. Since Chris Pratt was canceled. Right. Uh, <laughs> homophobia. Ugh. Anyway, go. Um, okay, so we uh, uh, we have forgotten one bit of this movie that is also a, a through line. Hmm. The light. 
the, the red light, the little, the well, the red the... light in the treehouse. Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about that, right. but we, we did the the light, um, the little pin light that would float around the room. Oh yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. It looks like you know spiritual moth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Peter seeing his mother chop her head off, saw her head off. He uh decides fuck everything and, and just in pure panic jumps out the window yep. and should be dead should be very much dead yep. um but this but this little tinkerbell light um it's float- if you believe yeah it floats around and floats into him just kind of dissolves yeah and this this has been a, a bit of a theme throughout the movie charlie sees the light um, and clearly it is a, a spiritual thing, an entity kind of a thing. Mm, yeah. Um, definitely a portent of bad shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the light goes into him and he wakes up mm-hmm. and he sees his mother's headless body floating easy as you please mm-hmm. into the family tree house, which has also been a bit of a theme that we that I I am terrible and did not mention. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, we have time. We do. There's a tree house at this home. It was Charlie's spot to rock. She mm-hmm. loved that place, and uh, it gets chilly in a tree house. Mm-hmm. So as much as she would like to sleep up there. Her dad would come and get her. You can't be up here overnight. Come on, come on down. Mm -hmm. After Charlie dies, Annie spends a lot of time up there with a heater that is bright red, Mm -hmm. the the glow of it, which makes this treehouse look like a little demon house. It does look like a a little demon house. And it's also just that that huge representation of the family dysfunction after how, you Mm -hmm. know, because death affects the family that way. Right. And it's another level of this whole dollhouse miniature situation it's like a condensed version Mm -hmm. of the of the big house yeah like it it, it's like step two of a step three miniaturization process you know what i mean um so he sees his mother's body floating up into this tree house another amazing shot yeah another amazing shot um so he goes up there and sees Charlie's severed head mm-hmm. resting on a mannequin, looking very much like the doll she would make. Yep. Which I don't like. And she's got a little uh, crown on her head. Mm-hmm. And the corpses of her of his mother and his grandmother are in like a prayer position mm-hmm. in front of it. Like they're paying homage to Charlie's head. Yeah. Um, then Peter notices a portrait of his grandmother entitled Queen Lee Mm -hmm. hanging up there and Joan. Oh, and all the naked people are up there now. Yes, The the wrinkle of naked people. The wrinkle of naked people, people are now up there, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're in the robes now, right? So yeah, some of them like the higher ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joan addressing Peter now as Charlie puts the crown on. On Peter's head, claiming that Charlie was originally the host of payments since her birth, 
but she was born a girl, and now they have corrected the mistake for Payman. Mm -hmm. He now has a male body. Right. Payman has been given the desired male host to occupy. The cult members pledge their lives to Payman, allowing him to rule over them. And the movie ends with the cult members bowing to him and just saying, hail Payman, hail Payman, over and over again. Right. And the very last shot of this film, we're back in, we're like in miniature land, mm -hmm. sort of. We're backing away from that. Frame. We're backing away from everything. And the, sh the, the scene, the interior of this cabin is now in like a shadow box situation. It's all black on the screen, except in the very middle of the shot mm -hmm. is the the room and then movie's done right right fuck me this movie jeez so i had heard about this movie before i saw it i did not see it in the theaters i you know had to wait for home video like everybody else mm -hmm. um or did it come out at the same time hmm was it like same on, time. I think it, it was in theaters and on Amazon at the same time. No, no it wasn't. Did it, did it get a theatrical? It yeah. got theatrical. Okay. Yeah. Um, it popped up on digital pretty quickly. It was, yeah, it was yeah. quick. Yeah. Kind of like, well, Mandy. Mandy was also a Mandy, very quick one yes. Mandy was very fast. Yeah. Yes. Mandy got a limited release and then it, but, but it was planned to come out on yeah. digital like this right is along. This 24 yeah? Another A24 film? Is it? I don't know what that is. I think it is. So. Uh, so no, I think it is an A twenty. Distribution. Okay. I think it is an A twenty four. Yeah, because they're pretty quick about getting their stuff on. Digital yeah, because they know that people want to watch yeah, it. That's not yeah, that's smart. Go to a theater for Mandy <laughs> is Legion M. Yeah, Mandy is Legion M. But I think it's. I thought they were also A twenty four. I thought A twenty four was involved with that. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. All I know is it was it was up to digital very quickly. Yeah. So I didn't miss a lot in not seeing it in the theater. Um, there's a lot of imagery I don't need to see on the big screen. Um, like that fucking telephone pole. Holy shit. They were just right up on that shit, too. Oh, yeah. They were right up on it. Just, you watched it. Oh, you yeah. You watched it, and you couldn't turn away from it because it happened so fucking fast. Well, and, and then they decide to show the head the next day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. They don't shy away from much. Oh, no. 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 They don't shy away from gore. They don't shy away from violence. They don't shy away from actual mental instability because a lot of this can be misconstrued as mental illness. Um, and, and, well, and child abuse. And child abuse. Yeah. Yes. I mean, t taking the crazy cult mm -hmm. shit away. Yeah. The whole family needed therapy from step one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She needed therapy for but the they needed she like was pregnant. Normal, regular therapy, not you need to be heavily medicated before yeah. we can start talking. And exactly. Also, we're locking you in this room. Yeah, yeah. The, it should have started with therapy for the grandmother. Mm -hmm. Whatever she was needing from life mm -hmm. to find this cult, create this cult, whatever the hell she did. Yeah. yeah. Um, she should have been getting therapy from the get, mm -hmm. and then just trickled down after that. Yep. Yep. The the whole thing. The whole fucking family. The the, the 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 moral of this story, kids, is if you if you get therapy, just if get you need therapy. therapy, yeah, all of us are fucked up in some way, shape, or fashion. Just go, yeah, 
talk it out for an hour every once in a while. Yeah. Get a counselor on the line. Learn how to cope with your shit. Trust me, I go every goddamn week. It's a thing. You know, we we need it sometimes. It's not great. It's not fun, but it gets you done. But, you know, nothing that ends up being a good thing ever really is fun from the get-go. Yeah. You know, it's work. Therapy is work. And none of these people were putting in the work. No. You know, living with a therapist, none of those people were putting in the work. No. No. You know, she didn't, uh, you know, God, the scene where she destroys that one miniature. Oh, yeah. She was a wreck. Oh, yeah. That was. She was a wreck the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she destroyed that entire room full of stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, and then you and then you get down to the idea of like, why, of all the things to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. How did you fall upon this profession and this form of artwork? Is it because, oh, I don't know, you have control issues? Right. And you want to um, be able to control an environment because you have no control over what's going on in your real life? Uh-huh. That's exactly it. It has to be. She made a miniature of her mother breastfeeding her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris. I'm sorry, I got stuck for a That's second. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, because we all did. Oh. Yeah. The, the whole thing is just mm-hmm. fucked up, and there's so many fucking layers to it. RC and I were talking earlier, you have to watch it more than once. Yeah, when I was re-watching oh, sure. it, like, there was a bunch of things where I was like, uh... Yeah, seriously, the first time I watched it, I got, oh, this is just a family drama. The second time I watched it, oh, this is where the horror comes in. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's it does make like borderline more, subliminal. Seriously, you have to watch it more than once to really get it. It's like watch it once, let it sit, and come back to it later. Watch it again. You will see so much more, so much more that you did not see before. It's insane. It's it's like people ask me why I keep reading books over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like it's because I read so fast that I miss stuff. Shit, shit, shit. What I can't remember the the number. But something that Ari Aster has said mm-hmm. about his choices um, visually for this is that he wanted the house to look as if it was a fake house, mm-hmm. um, like the, like a dollhouse. Right. And I think it's seven. He chose each room to have seven things, and that was it. Mm. And if you if you go through, you can see. It, like, you can pause it and mm-hmm. count all the shit in the rooms. Yeah. Every room, it's seven. Hmm. Seven pieces, pieces of furniture. Yeah. yeah. Or seven items. Items. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That could have just been an odd directorial choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe. It sounds like random bullshit him. that I would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, no, it's art, damn it. <laughs> Art can be random bullshit. It can be random bullshit. Um, but no, just the again the thought and the detail that went into this movie. There's so much of it. It's so rich that you know it's you. You have to make yourself sit through it. You have to take that last bite. And I know that people have complained about, oh, the movie was great until the ending. I'm like, what are you kidding? What are you talking about? People the have said that to you? They have. They're insane. I, ha- I have also heard this. 
they're insane. And I'm like, girl, um, the ending is what all of this is leading to. Yeah. Even if you can't see it as it's heading there, that's exactly where it's leading to. Don't you need, don't you need the, the story to have an ending? Right. That, that lives up to the rest of this fucked up situation? Right. The whole movie is just absolutely fuck nutty. And it's another one of those horror in the daylight things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a nighttime horror not spooky like the very end is yeah that's it when we're starting to get more into the darkness that's in annie's mind right because she's going slowly insane because she's losing and then suddenly very very rapidly oh yes (laughs) oh yeah it's it's a roller coaster from some point um but you know it it's kind of like you're following the state of her mind yeah as it's going downhill and and the scenery and the visuals show that um but still, it mostly takes place in the daylight. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a lot of nighttime stuff. And the nighttime stuff is banal. It's benign, for the most part. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, it's, it's she, as benign as anything else well, that happens in the movie. She, Charlie dies at night. The seance that gives Peter a breakdown is at night. Yeah. Um, and then the end of the movie is at night. Right. But the all of the breakdowns. Yeah, the ominous yeah. meeting. Oh, yeah, the ominous meeting with Joan is at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the first meeting with Joan. The, the yeah. meeting with Joan for the seance is daylight. Is daylight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you're right. It's it's maybe not entirely a horror in the daylight situation, but it's you know, a you, brighter movie than you think it would be. Yeah. Yes. You would think that it would be all. Because this is American Gothic. Yeah. This is gothic cinema without, you know, fucking Emily Bronte pining on the moors. You know, it's. This is the state of suburbia. You know, this is especially in Utah. Yeah. Utah, by the way, kids, has the highest usage of antidepressants in the United States. And a lot of that has to do with the Mormons and keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up appearances and all that other good stuff. Um, housewife heroin was, you know, some something we like to call Valium. Uh, it's prevalent in in Utah because people are so stressed out mm-hmm. about keeping up with the Joneses. And in this case, you know, she's got first mom dies, so so life is slipping to begin with. And well, first she has that mom to begin with. Well, yeah, <laughs> seriously, yeah, seriously. Um, you know, and then her son, who is obviously not helping her keep up appearances no. and with her control issues and her miniatures. And also is just kind of a dick. He is kind of a dick, but he also has her as a mom. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then, you know, he accidentally kills the daughter who is inordinately important. Uh, she, she was important to her. Mm-hmm. She was her daughter. Um, but she's like, she. I've got this fuckhole of a life, you know, and it's just getting worse. And you watch it get worse and worse, and it's just consistent the whole time. And she's like, she's trying to make sense of stuff, and then she makes a friend, and the friend gives her some advice, and it turns out to be, hey, there's a séance, and oh wait, supernatural shit's real, and now it's all gonna spiral <laughs> downhill. Yeah, this is. This is a fucking masterwork, and I don't know why people don't like it. I don't. 
especially the end, because, okay, you've got, you know, from the beginning, you had the writing mm-hmm. on the, the daughter's walls, on Charlie's walls. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was in weird Latin, whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's telling her, I didn't, you know, don't write on the wall. She's like, I didn't write that. Mm-hmm. You know, grandma wrote it. Grandma wrote it. So, you know, it can, gives you hints along the way and then just snowballs. I can see how people who don't who don't watch movies the way that we do yeah. might see that this was a and this was a callback. Um one of the Stephen King's oh it was aliens. Yeah. Things. Like I can see how without without knowing some of the things to look for yeah. um in horror movies, because we on this podcast, fucking especially watch horror movies very differently than normal. Right. Yeah. Because um, we take a critical eye to a movie. I get that. So we, we look for more things. So we might notice more. And then the end, well, it was a, I don't want to say twist, but it was a, a relatively sharp turn mm-hmm. um, was less of a mystery to yeah. us than I, I think it might be from some people. Cause it, it's a lack of understanding of the movie that I have found being people's biggest critique yeah. where like, well, the fucking ending didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you're not correct. You just didn't see the things that make it make sense. See, what's funny is that this movie, especially the end has basically the same fucking plot as any of the paranormal activity movies. True. And people love yeah. those. I'm like, why? But now we've action-y. got this, they are actiony. Whereas this one is slow burn. Yeah. And it's not action It's decidedly not action Until it very much is, and then yes. it's over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just explodes, and then you're done. And that's that, the way that that was done. Because it's one of those movies you have to be in the mood for a slow burn to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, a slow burn, because that's exactly what it is. But once you get to that ending, and it ramps right the fuck up, like, yeah, you know, you, you've been waiting in line at the Incredible Hulk coaster at Studios, <laughs> and then you finally get in your seat, and it just shoots you out the fucking top. Yeah, dude. Because I love that. And then you're just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Right? Where am I? <laughs> what happened? Oh, the ride's over. Fuck me. That was all right. Um, yeah, that's how this movie goes. It's it's all build up. It's all build up, and then you get this explosive ending. Mm-hmm. Which is not, I say explosive when it's decidedly not explosive. It is decidedly, oh, this is your destiny now. Please accept the crown. We're going to worship you now forever. It's fine. That's, but on an emotional level, yes, this is fucking huge. So I get that people may not like the ride, Mm -hmm. but that ending was so fucking worth it. Yeah. So fucking worth it. All right, I'm going to stop talking now. You guys talk. <laughs> well, I I've been I've been chattering away about yeah. this movie too. I it's it 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 instantly was a fa- like up in my favorite top 5 horror movies mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't wait until I can see Midsummer. Oh, I'm so waiting. I have no idea what I'm in for yeah. and I can't wait. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I hear it's fuck nutty. Yeah. I hear it's insane. I heard it fucked Jordan Peele up. Wow. The ending fucked him up. 
Well, yeah, because I read that uh, interview between him and the director. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you got those two to talk to each other. You're amazing. Right. Well, first of all, yes. Yes. <laughs> but be a fly um, on the wall for that. But no. Um, oh, shit. Are we ready for ratings? Because I don't I know. Think so. Okay. Let's, yeah, we let's, can let's go, go for go ratings. For yeah. All right. So, but before we go for ratings, I do want to take a moment and break in. Saw scary stories. Oh mm. yeah. It is not a horror movie for adults. Sure. Take that into account if you're going to watch it. It yeah. is not a horror movie for adults. It is that step past goosebumps mm-hmm. for older kids. Sure. Not super gory, but plenty of uh, plenty of tense, mm-hmm. plenty of scary, plenty of spooky. Um, but it's not a slasher. Right. You know, it is. It's a haunting movie. So, so I'll love it. You'll Great. love it, of course. <laughs> um, but it it incorporates. It's not an anthology either. Mm-hmm. It, it incorporates those stories into a a, a rather co- coherent plot. Mm. Um, there, it's not as coherent as it could be. Mm. Um, but that's because they had to wedge all those stories. In yeah. There. Um. But other than that, I, I think it was done really well. I put it kind of along the same level scare-wise as Del Toro's Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. For older kids, great. If you want to watch it, it's good. Well, j- just like the books. You yeah. Know, y- y- if you start with Goosebumps, I would say your next step would be Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Actually, not Scary Fear Stories Street. is going to be before. Oh. Well, Scary Story. I read Scary Stories. I never really read Goosebumps. So oh, I read the shit out of Goosebumps. See, yeah. A lot of people read the shit out of Goosebumps. I read, I read a decent amount, but I was a Christopher Pike girl. I read more Christopher yeah. Pike than I did R.L. Stein. I read a shitload of R.L. Stein. I was... 10 years older than you, so I didn't do any of those things. I was actually reading Dracula and Stephen King at the age where people were reading Goosebumps. Um, but, again, it's put together really well. The makeup. Oh, God, I've seen some things on the yeah. makeup. And it's the makeup ridiculous. looks sick. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, that's fucking spider. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I... Scott went with me. Scott never goes with me to see horror movies. He laughed at me uh, when the spider thing came on. Uh, but no, it's, uh, Scary Stories is fantastic. Not for younger kids, but not for adults either. It is for teenagers. Probably younger teenagers. Okay? Because like I said, it is that step above the Goosebumps movies. Mm-hmm. Because the Goosebumps movies are obviously played for humor because we got Jack Black. They're, mm-hmm. they're not horror. horror. Mm-hmm. They're comedy horror for teens. These are, this is horror horror. Mm-hmm. This is Legend of Sleepy Hollow horror. Mm. Yeah. Th- this is that kind. God, I want to rewatch that movie. Oh, yeah. Which one? Sleepy Hollow with Johnny mm-hmm. Depp? Yeah, I like that one. I was talking about Disney Sleepy Hollow, though. Oh. Yeah, because I don't think that's for kids. No. Uh-huh. No. No. No, Ichabod may look funny, but that... And yet. And yet. Yeah, I know. And yet, Disney. Yeah. Fucked my shit up as a kid. God damn it. Oh, it's a cartoon. The kids will love it. Oh, this fucking headless horseman. Fuck off, man. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was was one that got me. Like, Mm -hmm. because I was, I was way more susceptible than I even am now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a fucking 
scared. I bought them. They have a bookshelf again. Oh, I bought the reprint. Yeah, it's like it's, they were like, yeah, here's here's a reprint with all the original artwork. Right. And I, I was like, buy, buy, buy. That's what I bought. Just immediately. I just bought the little box set of all three of them. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to like just get fucking terrified of some of these things. The, the, They're little twenty-eight one-page stories. Yeah. But the, there, there was one, and it's not even one of the popular ones, but there's there's one scary story to tell in the dark that screwed me up um, and still creeps me out to this day because my be- my bedroom growing up was on the first floor. Mm-hmm. So the vampire one where oh. he keeps looking out the window and the vampire's closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. I would not sleep with my window open. Mm-hmm. I would not sleep with the blinds up. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know, man. Nope. nope. I don't do that now. Yeah, no. yeah. In my bedroom, I probably story. couldn't Blackout do it now. Curtains. Blackout curtains. Thank you. But anyway, so now that we've plugged Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> um, no, please go see go see scary stories. You know, support that because it's really fucking good, and they left it open for a sequel, which I'm perfectly okay with at this point. Yeah, I'd be so happy if they made three of them to yeah. match the books. That'd be yeah. great. Um, but anyway, this movie, Hereditary, it is a, a slow, slow ride with a really fast finish. And I love it. Um, Tony Collette is a fucking goddess. She is one of the most talented actresses I have ever, ever come across. And I love everything that she is in. How... She did not get an Oscar for this performance is completely beyond me. She got passed the fuck over and I'm not even happy about it. Um, but the way that the director blended family drama and horror and not, not just horror, we're talking a supernatural possession movie, which seems to be the best logical choice, but pulling it off without it being hokey as fuck it's yeah. really hard to do. The way he pulled this off, the way he blended these two, making it not just a haunting movie, making it a possession movie, making it a, you know, you're the Antichrist, basically, and we're going to worship you at the very, very end. Fucking genius. Fucking genius. Um, I will say, out of the movies that came out around that time that people are calling neo-horror, um, like Get Out, like Hereditary, like The Babadook. Uh, things that are actually examining the themes in the horror as well as giving you the horror that you want to see. Um, this is... I still rate Get Out number one for those, but this is a solid number two, and it's a very close distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is just the tits. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people hate it. I really don't. Um, I am going to give this movie five out of five wrinkles of old naked people. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am not sorry. No, don't you be. be. Don't be. Don't be. It's fine. I have remarkably little to say about this movie. Um, I love the shit out of it. I don't know why everybody doesn't yeah because i i really think that they should um 
Well, there are people that yell at me that The Conjuring is a good movie, too. I'm like, they're, they're wrong. I can quantify <laughs> and tell you why you're wrong. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but just every, every part of this movie is incredible. There's not... It doesn't rely on gore. It does exist, certainly. Mm-hmm. But it's not... It's not heavily relied upon. It's more nuanced than being like, oh, this is the trope that this movie is built on. Like, as much as I love Terrifier, and right. I still do, that whole thing is gore. That's what it is. Right. Um, and this goes so many places so well. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost difficult to talk about. Right. Um, highly recommend the movie. Definitely please go watch it yes i will give it five out of five bloody piano wires okay <laughs> so this is the last time i'm gonna do this for a while but oh she's standing oh, up God. <laughs> it's worthy of it uh, well next week is creep show kids so it might happen again oh shit okay um <laughs> no, it isn't. wait Oh, it is your pick, isn't it? Uh huh. Okay, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's I got okay. Lost there for a minute. Oh my god. Because okay. I haven't edited last week's episode. That makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. So there's a lot that I have to say about this movie that I haven't already said. I think that everyone on the planet should watch this movie at least once if you have any interest in the arts or performing. Because of Tony Collette. I mean, you can watch Tony Collette do anything. The United States of Terra. I mean, come on. She's amazing. She is a gift. Um, but if you really want to see some serious acting shit, you need to watch this movie. Going on the awards track, I have mentioned before that I'm pissed about Get Out only getting one Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. And uh, <laughs> and um, if Us doesn't get nominated for shit, I'm going to lose my mind. Hereditary really pisses me off that it did not get uh, any recognition, the Golden Globes, the Oscars, nothing. Doing research on this movie today, I found out that Tony Collette only won once for this movie. Wow. Um, as much as it was nominated, it was well nominated, you know, in certain circuits and everything. The Fangoria Chainsaw Awards were was the only one wow. to give her an award. Wow. Makes me want to go on a rampage. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> so real. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. What were people thinking? I don't know. I want to know who won over her. <laughs> I want to know. They're horrible people, those, those awards folks. I know. I like yeah. awards are so evil, but at the same time, you want them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. Yeah. And you want... You want good work to be honored and that's that's why this pisses me off so much but uh mm-hmm. you know i really hope that in the coming years that we get some sort of um deep dive from the director about the choices that he made and about the story mm-hmm. of this I, I you know i would really love to know why um it follows the female side mm-hmm. of everything when it's a demon that wants a male body. You know, I would love to hear him deep dive over that and mm-hmm. deep dive over the uh, 
dollhouse uh, theme, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, uh, with all of that being said, I have to give this movie five out of five. You already said the naked people, and you already said the bloody <laughs> piano wire. Um, five out of five. Tony Collette's. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to suggest to you face slams to a school desk, but Tony Collette's is fine. I was going to say yeah. telephone poles. Yeah, five, yeah, five Tony Collette's. Uh, five bangs of the head to the ceiling. Yeah, sure. Damn. In less there than a go. second. In less than a second. <laughs> oh, God, I love this movie. All right, on that note, kids, if you have any questions, want to email us, lay eggs in our brain, want to slam our heads into a telephone pole, please don't do that. Um, email us at bobcandycodedrazor.com. You can hit us up on the web at candycodedrazor.com, even though I'm horrible at keeping the website updated. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash candycodedrazorblades. You can find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash candycodedrazor. And you can find us on our Instagram at ccrb underscore podcast. MRC, you can come chat with me in our Discord. Talk to me about other incredible movies like this that are woefully underloved. And I'm Stephanie. Uh, you can find me anywhere pretty much with the name Stephanie Hayslip or Night Pet with a Y instead of an I. And uh, please check out my articles at fangirlnation.com. Okay, well, I'm going to go watch something happy. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.